Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. There it is. Booyah. Yeah. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Sowash. On this week's show, we talk about a change in LinkedIn's terms of service, how no one apparently wants to acquire dice, and some Snapchat updates, including Snapplications? What? Stick around, everybody. Recruitment is an interesting space. We all say we're looking for a cool, new, fresh source of talent. Meanwhile, we keep going back to the same old sites and sources again and again. So here's something you may not have tried. Beyond's Flex Plan. Beyond.com is a powerhouse with over 56 million job seekers and huge site traffic. They've helped thousands of companies connect with talent through job advertising, resume search, email marketing, text recruiting, and more. Beyond's Flex Plan gives you targeted exposure for all your jobs for one low flat rate. Here's how it works you tell Beyond how many jobs you have. And Beyond gives you one simple price to market all of your jobs in its diverse network. Beyond pulls the jobs right from your career site and uses an algorithm to target the right talent. No messy cost per click and monthly budgets and such. Just set it and forget it. And here's a Chad and Cheese podcast special. Try Beyond's Flex Plan Trial Package. It's a three-month, full-service trial at 80% off of their Flex Plan rate. 80% off. Just go to beyond.com slash cheddar to learn more. That's beyond.com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Cheddar. That dude, that dude is so smooth. <laughs> yes. uh, what's up, Chad? Another day in paradise, man. What's going on day with you? paradise. Yeah. Another day of podcasting. Gotta love it. Saving Number the world seven. one podcast, podcast at a time. <laughs> and uh, moving from one successful job board, beyond.com. Sponsor. Yes. We move to our first story of the week. Uh, Dice. Popular technology and other sites that uh, you know more than me better. uh, Better maybe. Um, Recently went on the chopping block. Put itself up for strategic alternatives about uh, last year, late last year. And recently announced this week that they are no longer for sale. What do you read into that? I'm not really sure. I mean, when it comes down to it, what Dice did was they tried to diversify their brands and they tried to, they actually went in and and they acquired healthcare, finance, energy, different types of sites. They also have clearancejobs.com. So, you know, they've got a portfolio, uh, but it's a portfolio pretty much, at least from my understanding of all just job boards, right? So um, you take a look at a, a career builder, where their portfolio is more of kind of end-to-end technology for you know taking taking an organization possibly uh, enterprise suite of of services services where this is just kind of site by site so niche site by niche site so I think if if Dice was selling by itself um, it might have uh, better luck but when it's coupled with all these other niche sites i maybe maybe that's maybe that's the key is that it's just not that that it's weighing it down 
You know, that's a great point. Um, you know, CareerBuilder made a strategic choice, uh, you know, a while back that they were going to move beyond sort of the job posting business, not that they wouldn't um, abandon it. Um, but they, they did, they changed their logo. Like they changed who they were. Um, they went into more of a sort of consultative technology play. Mm -hmm. They made some acquisitions such as Broadbean to sort of, um, you know, layer over technology solutions. Mm -hmm. Whereas you're right, Dice, you know, Dice took the uh, strategy of let's build as many niche, um, job sites as we can and create value that way. And I think that they're finding, um, you know, whereas reports from Reuters and whatnot is coming are coming in that CareerBuilder is looking at a billion plus mm. uh, price tag. Um, Dice can't even find a buyer, um, which is what I would expect around the two fifty to three hundred million mm-hmm. dollar range. If you look at you know Monster selling at five to six hundred million uh, million dollars, but I think it, it says a lot about just the value of of online job postings and how they have sort of fallen off. Um, that I think we thought we knew was going to happen. Uh, we've been talking about the commoditization of job postings for a long time. Oh yeah, and how Indeed has sort of spearheaded that movement. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd say Dice is behind the eight ball, and and they're going to have to go back and you know clean their wounds and figure out what they're going to be you know in the next three to five years right. if they're going to create value because I don't see any growth, um, any significant growth opportunities in the sites that you just mentioned. Well, so if you take a look at what they're trying to do, they're actually trying to pivot to be more technical, quote unquote, technical based. Um, they've partnered with an organization called Hacker Earth. And I think that's a good pivot because the, the, the way that individuals and in technology look for jobs is much different than a guy like you or me, right? They, like, I think, you know, we talked about this before. They go to, they go to GitHub. They go to these different areas where, you know, they can actually show their, their coding prowess. Well, Hacker Earth actually creates these, these hackathons. And I mean, it's, it's really cool. It's like the new age job fair for a coder. They're coming, they're, they're coming to compete. Uh, they're coming to show off their skills. And it's really the, the cool way of doing it. And I think Dice is smart in trying to pivot and be more technical, tech, technology focused because that's who dice is getting back to their roots. Um, but I just don't know what's going to happen with, you know, these anchors that are hanging around their neck with healthcare and finance and financial services. And I mean, I really think possibly that, that, uh, is, is weighing them down. Yeah. There's a huge albatross, um, probably on the business. And I, I think, you know, people want to hire people. They don't want to post jobs and, right. you know, Dice, as good of a brand that it, it, it still is, I think, in the technical um, niche, you know, they don't. They need to go beyond posting jobs and really connecting with these folks. And I think the uh, the example you just mentioned, you know, was a great one. Um, and I think, you know, buying so many sites was sort of a hedge against the economy and and where things go. So if mm-hmm. you know if, if finance goes down, you've got these other job boards that can pick up the slack. And I don't think they were expecting sort of a you know, a neutron bomb, a, uh, you know, um, to go off and, and affect all these people in the right. business of job postings in right. general. So yeah, they have a, they have a lot of problems there over at Dice for sure. Yeah. Well, not, not everybody can diversify like a beyond.com, right? I mean, they have like thousands of sites that, that they partner with and they actually provide huge distribution. And it's almost like an organization like this looking to do, like you said, diversify their portfolio, um, you hope that works, um, you know, in your favor, but when you start to create kind of this conglomeration, 
um, DHI, uh, and then and then you have other organizations looking at you. You know those those others might really again they 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 kind of might be the ugly sister. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Beyond's done a good job of, of you know their general um, location. I'd say geotargeting. They do a great job, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't pigeonhole themselves or get in the trap of like no. we just have these industries. Yeah. Beyond is beyond and career builders well build themselves as sort of a general job site and their their scale is big enough that they can still help customers significantly. Exactly. But that's the bell and you know what that means. That means we have to go to the next topic. Let's go to the next topic. Let's go to Snapchat. Did you say so Snapplication? You and I are big snappers. Yeah, I not at all. You said Snapplication though. I'm going to have to snap you. Jeez. Yeah, you write a story this week. What's up? So I thought it was really interesting. I read into the story and McDonald's is doing what they call Snapplications. Which um, that's pretty yeah, snappy. Yeah, yeah. Man, this is gonna get be so bad. Um, where where you can actually take a snap and do a ten second video of you in a McDonald's uniform. So what happens at that point is that snap goes to McDonald's and then wait for it, wait for it. Then McDonald's sends you a, a link to apply. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, it's pretty. It's How pre- forward thinking. Yeah, I know, right? So, I mean, you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. You definitely want to be able to engage that demographic. And on the Snap and the Insta side of the house, there's no question. That's a better demographic, um, especially for McDonald's. So that makes sense. But the thing is, you're still feeding them into the into the old system. You're just doing it with a new pretty face. So it's kind, it's kind of interesting. So the, the real question is, what percentage of the snaps that McDonald's receives are penis in nature? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I don't know. You're going to have to. Is the over under a, a more or less than 10%? I guess the question is, um, you know, it, it, did, did Anthony Weiner apply? <laughs> oh, man. He does need a job. I think. I, well, again, this would be perfect for him. Apparently, you know, he's good at this kind of stuff. So, But you did see um, that Snap also launched a self-serve platform for Snap ads. And, I mean, not to get away from all the dick pic jokes and stuff, but um, the, the the Snap pic ad, I mean, this is, this is big because pretty much, from my understanding and doing all this fun research, because I've never done a, a Snap ad because I don't need that demographic, um, that they've it's always... a move in the right direction for yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, so it's a, it's a double-edged sword with something like this. I think that, you know, Google has, Google sort of blazed the trail of self-serve ads, right? Like it was really easy to say, Hey, here's, you know, where do you want people to go? What do you want people to find, uh, when they search that is your ad? Their what, ads are the text so that simplistic. you want into it. Yeah. Um, and you need to do that. And I think, um, you know, part of LinkedIn's problem is that they have been really slow to move past um, sort of the really simple do-it-yourself ads to the stuff where you can actually retarget and, mm-hmm. and do things in the feed and like really make an impact in your advertising. Right. So this was a move that Snapchat had to make. I think that where it's challenged is um, the user on on Snapchat doesn't really expect a text ad. Um, they don't necessarily expect a really static, uh, non-sexy you know, image ad, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ads that people expect on Snapchat are like, uh, the, the Starbucks ad with the, uh, the unicorn drink, right? So, <laughs> so if Starbucks has this ad, it's a Which filter. I, I don't know if you've sucks, seen it. 
no. but it's basically the 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 unicorn drink and a, a unicorn thing is out of your head and you've got rainbows coming out of your ears. Oh, and, I mean, God. it's like, it's a really expensive, well done ad. Yeah. Like is someone on Snapchat going to be going through snaps and then seeing like an ad for, you know, a plumber or an ad for, you know, well, a, a, just a basic text ad or, no, or GIF no. for a job board. Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, not, Obviously not for a plumber because, again, we're looking at demographics. So, you know, I mean, I, I think right now you take a look at um, McDonald's, first off, makes good sense because that's the, their demographic, right? So you take a look at those employers who need that demographic, the lower 18 to 25-year-old, even even younger demographic, this is going to be perfect for them because that is their target demo, period. Above that, that's when you, I mean, again, this is where you really need to look at all these different social mediums as channels that have different target audiences. If you try to use Snap to, to, to hit a, a 35 plus audience, you, you're dumb. You need help. Okay. Um, you need to start looking at other channels to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and Snapchat is going to have to have a really good um, self-service process to where you can basically template um, what you want an ad to be like, yeah. do you want to filter? Here are some easy templates that you can plug in, or here's a, you know, that fits into our sort of, you know, aesthetic on Snapchat and what our users expect, but it's going to be a really challenging, yeah. um, balancing act to make stuff that your users like to see and what advertisers will actually understand and do. Which was easy for Google because yeah, they were it's a lot ads. easier to put an image on yeah. Facebook with some text and a link. Oh, yeah than it will be to create snaps for people. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Uh, fair enough to say that we are bearish on snap locations and somewhat bullish slash slang ugh, slash cautious on the self-serve ads. Yes, very much so. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about completed dubbing itself a Yelp for people. <laughs> <laughs> stick, stick around for that one. Want a productivity tool that you can provide to your recruiters that is easy to use and instantly eliminates the busy work of recruiting? Making your recruiters two times faster on the web? Then you'll want to check out Web Clip Drop, which is a browser-based productivity tool that your recruiters will love. Using Web Clip Drop, your recruiters can instantly clip any profile or resume from any site online, and then they can drop that data into your applicant tracking system CRM, or even send a clean profile URL to hiring managers for review, saving hours of copying and pasting data, or cleaning resumes for introduction. Web Clip Drop can also find the email contact information for most professional contacts online, saving you thousands of dollars in fees for paper contact sites. There's much more this powerful and simple tool can do. Check it out now at webclipdrop.io and use the promo code HIREDAILY2017. No spaces to get an exclusive offer only for podcast listeners. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good buzz around web clip drop. So, uh, listeners, if you haven't gone out there and uh, taken advantage of that deal, uh, we we recommend you do so. And if you're a recruiter or a sourcer and you're not using web clip drop, shame on you. What are you doing? What are you doing? Seriously, <laughs> go out and clip and drop now. It's too easy, man. Get it done. All right, Chad. Do you remember people? Spelled P E E 
P-L-E. Oh, yeah. No, I do. I sometimes have nightmares about the stupidity of that site. Do you? Well, you're wasting your time for having nightmares. It's not worth it. But <laughs> it just, uh, People, for those who don't remember or know, was uh, an, a native application on iOS and Android. And it was essentially billed as Yelp for people. So you would go on and see people nearby or you could search people um, and leave reviews or ratings for them. Um, this could be professional, this could be dating, this could be all kinds of stuff. And um, the, uh, the pushback on this, on this service was pretty severe. Um, yeah. People didn't like it. It was horrible. The reviews are horrible for it. Um, and it has since really faded from the zeitgeist. Um, it's probably still around, but it, it certainly didn't take off or it wasn't as, as dangerous or as high impactful as a lot of, uh, you know, media people or bloggers thought that it would be. Mm -hmm. So you thought maybe it was the death of the, uh, of the model, but no, (laughs) it's not. It's just like kind of saying that you've heard the last of the e-harmony for jobs. Yeah. They always, they, they always keep coming They're It's dumb and they keep coming. We need to go out to Elevated Careers again to see if their uh, site has updated. <laughs> Let's do that real quick. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, completed.com uh, launched officially, I think, this week, uh, billing itself as a Yelp for people. Um, but they are a web application. I don't know if they have a native application or not, but basically um, they, have pulled, uh, they have pulled profiles, uh, which is sort of interesting. So you're, you're probably on the site, even if you don't know it. Um, so they've somehow been able to create records for people. Um, it looks like for when I did uh, Google searches, but you go on and, and you can leave anonymous reviews. Uh, it's a five-star rating. You can leave a comment. Um, what I saw mostly from the searches I did were it's a lot of salespeople. It's a lot of recruiters um, that are basically probably getting their friends to leave them five-star reviews. And then they can say, Hey, look, I'm awesome um, on this site. But to me, there's an, there's an inherent um, barrier to people talking trash about people in this way yeah. versus like maybe I blog something and they're going to trash me on my blog. Right. Like there's just something about sandbagging people in this way that doesn't seem to, uh, to work. It's ridiculous. Period. I mean, we're, we're, we're human beings. Do, can we not see some of the things that actually happen on Facebook? And then what we want to see, and this is where the differentiation happens. And these guys are trying very hard for a LinkedIn type of play to be LinkedIn-like, but yet to be able to focus on constructive criticism, which once again, human beings, I mean, it's, it's like a Card- Kardashian train wreck, for goodness sakes. This is going to be drama and stupid. So I, here's what I did. I went to Completed. I looked up, I started looking people up just to be able to see if I knew anybody and, and if they had any if they had any reviews. So I, I found Jake Tapper from CNN and um, the, the constructive criticism. Here it is. Jake is another example of CNN's inherent bias. He continues to operate under the guise of, unbiased reporting, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just there's no constructive criticism that's going to happen here. This is going to be a site of trolls. That's it. This is the dumbest thing that anybody would ever put their face on or their any information whatsoever because all you're going to get is trolled. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can can we safely put this in the steaming hot pile of garbage that we threw uh, elevated careers into? Oh, easily. Yeah. I just checked the elevated (laughs) careers and they're still in the garbage. 
garbage bin. But if you think about it, we talked about Glassdoor last week and Glassdoor in Texas is is having to hand over the anonymous the actual names to people hit who <clears throat> who performed these anonymous reviews because it, it it impacted a business right so what happens when some of these quote unquote anonymous reviews or, or not even anonymous reviews just just trolling starts to impact people now they've got a non-bullying rule but who in the heck is going to police that i mean they're just not going to be able to. It's yeah. going to turn into a cage match. That's all there is to it. It's dumb. Stay away from this. Yeah, and these guys are one sort of lawsuit away um, because these are you know these are private citizens. I don't know if they're if they're pulling if they're pulling profiles um, from somewhere without consent. And again, I just glance at this service. I'm not going to give a lot of my time. But yeah, if if you're on this site and you weren't put on the site. Um, or you put yourself on the site and you're getting slandered. I mean, these guys are going to get just raked over the legal coals um, if this thing persists, which I have to think it will. Yeah, end well, up it, in court somewhere. And the guy who reviewed the Jake Tapper, his name was Phil, and I clicked on uh, Phil's name right there, and it took me to a profile of Jared Willis. So the question is, was it Phil or was it Jared? Phil? Well, there's. I mean, there's going to be spam rampant, right? There's going to be check out my site, and there's going to be—I mean, it's going to be a mess. It's freaking ridiculous, man. All right, let's not spend any more time on that topic, as the bell tells us to move on to the next story. Uh, so we got three stories in this next five minute or so allotment. Um, sort of quick stories. Number one is uh, New York City uh, recently banned the question of salary history in in, in the interview process. Uh-huh. Um, the goal of this, I guess, is a, is a few, but mainly it was touted as a way to uh, bridge the gender gap by not making male or female say what their past salary was and thus creating a leveling, level playing field mm-hmm. um, for salaries. What do you think? Yeah, this isn't, this isn't really a big deal. I, because if somebody asks me what I made, I don't have to tell them, first off, number one, I don't, ha- I don't have to tell them. Second... I can always I can always tell them that I, I made more than I did, right? So I mean, it, it depends on the individual who you're sitting in front of in the first place. And the only way that we're going to get any type of change whatsoever is pay transparency. Period. Pay transparency. This does not provide transparency. So until we actually have transparency within an organization, not everything's hush hush. That's when things will change. Until then, this means nothing. Yeah, I'm a little less down on it than you. Um, I mean, I think that there are probably a lot of people who won't aren't willing to tell an employer, like, I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not going to reveal what my salary was. If they have the law on their side, um, companies won't ask it as much, if they will at all in New York City, and people will feel a little bit better about not answering it. I, I do think it, it could it could create a salary for a job versus, oh, we'll give you a 10% bump from what you made last time. Right. Um, I do think that. And I also think that it's just a stupid... I think salary is, a, is a sort of a stupid question. It is. Um, and I think that if someone can say, I don't want to answer it, it creates more market. Um, sort of, It puts the market into salaries versus like, okay, what'd you make? We'll give you a little bit above that or we'll, we'll match that. It creates a real marketplace for salaries. So I think this is a one small step, but I think it's, I think it's a positive one, um, even though you don't feel as optimistic as I do. Nope, not at all. Um, F8... Uh, for those who don't know, is Facebook's developer conference. Um, 
Facebook is super interested in drinking uh, uh, Slack's milkshake. Um, <laughs> Slack, as most of you know, is uh, the popular workplace messaging system. Uh, the Drink Your Milkshake is from one of the best movies of all time. Uh, I shouldn't have to uh, sort of talk about that, but yeah. they are really serious. And, and part of F8 was uh, some new updates to the Messenger service. Um, they've integrated with like Dropbox and Box and Office. Um, they've also interestingly created um, bots, which robots are near and dear to our heart, um, a way to basically communicate with the company as a whole through, through bots. So one of the examples they had was you could put, um, you know, computers down uh, three times today uh, and then create an at sign to say help or at sign IT department or something internal where you could then send a note to a department, for example, and then the department could have someone get back to you through Messenger um, to, you know, to, to talk about the problem or to, um, to, to solve it. So uh, a few things that, that Facebook is adding is really interesting. Um, I know you're not super high on it, but what do you think about some of the updates? I, I think Slack's in trouble. And as I said before, you know, with Microsoft and, and everybody else that's out there, they're in trouble because from, from a, a, a user base standpoint, it's already there. And you're already using Facebook. You're, I mean, so I really think Slack's in trouble. And if they don't get bought soon... Um, I think they're going to wither and die because these types of um, platforms who already have user bases, who, I mean, they're, they're just, again, they're going to drink their milkshake. There, there will be blood milkshake will, will happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it, it already integrates with what you use every day. Most people uh, being Facebook. So the yeah. integration, the fact that it has your profile, your picture, you know, all that stuff is very advantageous and Google and Microsoft, you know, huge resources, huge dollars. If I were Slack, I'd sell as quickly as possible. Yes. Um, I don't think they have a, a real future um, in messaging, but no. I could be wrong. Um, lastly, uh, Smashfly Hiring Solved uh, did a partnership that you're pretty interested in. What's going on there? Well, it's cool because Hiring Solved is really on the AI predictive analysis uh, on the hiring side of the house. And, and they, I mean, that's where the, the, the big algorithms live, right? All those data scientists and whatnot. But that algorithm and that technology is worthless without data. Well, you take a look at Smashfly. Smashfly is the user experience of so the UX and also the data partner. So it's really cool for anybody who's using Smashfly. There will be standard operating procedures, really. I think that's just the first step, and, and we'll see where they go from there. But um, it's really cool to be able to plug in all of those candidates into AI. And that in itself is going to make it much easier for your recruiters and your sourcers, so on and so forth, to get to the right candidates quicker. Um, so I think it's a great move. Uh, again, they're just at the, the standard operating procedure with the API uh, standpoint right now. But I think further development, if this happens, further development could be incredibly cool for the entire industry. Um, let's just hope this isn't one of those partnerships that's mainly on paper and nothing happens. Yeah, that's, uh, those, are, those are way too uh, frequent in our industry. Um, let's take a quick break and uh, sort of coattailing on hiring solved and Smashfly. Let's talk about uh, some of LinkedIn's updates to their terms and service, which could impact uh, companies like hiring solved. Ireland. 
America's Job Exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over a thousand customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Gotta love those guys. Love it. Be compliant. Call them up. <laughs> you better be compliant. <laughs> um, LinkedIn. You've heard of them before. Oh, yeah. Um, never... They uh, acquired by Microsoft last year for a lot of money. Um, they, they have recently been on a on a tear, I guess, yeah. of, of smashing uh, new players, creating legal hurdles for other folks. Uh, mm-hmm. We mentioned Nymeria, yeah. I think a week or so ago, um, cease and desist letters up the, boot, up the booty. Um, they're closing people down or trying to. And this week we got new updates to terms and service. Uh, most interesting that caught my eye was the... Um, you know the the term of not being able to scrape uh, content from the site. So uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned hiring solved. They don't go in and scrape apparently. And we've talked a little bit about Chrome extensions and how people yep. can get around not going to LinkedIn right. um, directly. And uh, you know they are out for blood for people who are getting their content. I can't blame them for that. Um, but they have really made it clear that if you do that. You know, the hounds may be unleashed and all hell may break loose. Yeah, it's all about control, all about control and dollars. And there's and again, you blame them, don't blame them, whatever. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to plug into their API. You're going to have to play by their rules. Um, if you don't, then I mean, they're, they're making it quite clear. If you're coming to get any data off of our site, if you scrape any of this stuff, guess what? You know, we're, we're, we're going to send somebody after you. You're going to get cease and desist letters, um, so on and so forth. So if you're currently an organization who is, again, one of those, one of those productivity tools or what have you, um, that work with, uh, a LinkedIn, um, if you don't have a partnership agreement, that that's the first thing I'd be doing. I'd be spending a lot of time to be able to make sure that that happens. Um, and to be able to, to truly understand what their rules are, because as soon as, again, as soon as they shut off that pipeline, um, if that's, uh, if that's one of your, your, your big sources of, of, of content, especially when it comes to, to candidates, you know, it could be a bad day. Yeah. And I, I think, I think this is part of an interesting sort of two front war that LinkedIn slash Microsoft are fighting. Um, one is, you know, the little guys that are nipping at your heels that are a pain in the butt, but may eventually become something and squashing them, um, you know, from down low is, is an important strategy, um, if you want to protect your data. But I think there's also a bigger picture for them in that, you know, Google is not going to sit by and let, uh, Microsoft control sort of the people directory of the internet. Um, I don't think Facebook is going to sit by. I don't think Salesforce is going to sit around on their hands and let uh, Microsoft control 
uh, LinkedIn and the people that are in it. So I think that this is partly to control the little guys, but I think it's also a bit of a, a defensive movement to keep control of the content um, as I think Google, et cetera. I mean, we talked about, we talked about Google hire, hire with Google um, right. last week. And yeah. I think, I think Google looks at, you know, a, a billion dollar sale of career builder and they think it's kind of cute or they see, <laughs> they see monster sell for 600 and they maybe you know, glance at it for two seconds. But when they see LinkedIn sell for $26 billion and yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure Google was in those conversations. Um, it's that valuable to them. And, you know, I think the hire with Google is part of a sort of bigger strategy to say, yeah, we'll, we'll present jobs when you do Google searches, but we're going to plug in an API and we're going to do certain things to where people will be able to quote unquote, apply with Google. And part of the application process is guess what? You have to either, you know, complete your, your Google plus uh, profile, or you have to create a separate thing, or there's going to be something that Google does and a lot of it's going to be Trojan horse in nature, I think, to where we wake up one day and Google says, you know, we have 100 million professional uh, profiles of people who are applying to jobs and whatever. Right. Um, well, I just think that's 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 the bigger picture. I think that LinkedIn and Microsoft are more worried about that. Mm-hmm. And I think these terms of service are probably in part two um, what they see down the road with bigger gorillas that they have to fight. Well, think of this. So on the, we just talked about hiring solved and then also the brilliance of the world where they're the AI and really they're an algorithm that's worthless without data. And I mean, it's just the way it is. You need the data. Well, Google that with the jobs API, guess what that, what that is, that's jobs data. I mean, they're going to, they're, they're going to go out and they're going to have tons of jobs data. Then on the hiring side with the candidates, they're going to have tons of candidate data and behavioral data and those types of things. This is all backed by machine learning, AI. So when we're starting to talk about these really cool technologies like the hiring solves and the brilliance and so on and so forth, the robots that are coming to get sources and recruiters, which to, to an extent, but you take a look at Google, that's where it gets really scary because they've got end to end on all of that. And it's all about data. It's all about data for those guys because then they can start to do the AI and machine learning that's necessary um, to, to, to start providing applicant tracking systems um, that as soon as, you know, your job is posted or even before, you know, they know predictive wise that jobs are going to be coming up. They just start serving candidates automatically. So their reach is going to be amazing from a candidate standpoint, and it's going to be amazing from the job standpoint as well. The answer to all your questions, my son, is money. Yeah. Yeah. There she blows. My brain's going to hurt if I keep talking about AI and robots anymore today on Friday. It's a beautiful day here in Indiana. Yes. Um, I'm going to go maybe enjoy a little bit of it. Chad, it's been fun as always. Have a good one, man. But we out. Later. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome.
The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.